<laughs> Welcome back. That boy crazy. It's that time, y'all. It's the Next Level Living Podcast. A new week, a new me, a new team. Y'all, we got everything for y'all. Matter of fact, just so you don't forget, we your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. We rank number one favorite podcast amongst people who watch podcasts. That's like, it's literally the next level to podcasting. Like, this is everything, y'all. And it ain't even about that, but I just need y'all to know in case it's your first time with us. I'm your host, Mike Moss, and I got my people with me. I'm just going to let you meet them. K-Hart, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm That's, good, Mike. What's up? <laughs> of course she good. That's K-Hart. Big dog. Yeah. My brother. Jay, how you feeling? Bro, let me tell you something. I'm excited for this episode today. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 we yeah. Got, we got my sister our sister, our sister, but my sister Sophie here today. Yep. Um, for those of y'all that know, I need the book. Where the other book at? The newer one. Yeah, grab that for me. It's a few in the library. Um, my brother Brian Dewitt Thomas, uh, rest in peace, King. That's my brother, one of my yeah. best friends. Shout out to B. Yeah. So, um, so we got his wifey Sophie on today. How you feeling, sis? <laughs> I'm feeling good at this moment. Good, 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 <laughs> good. good. This so, is different for me. For yeah, <laughs> for sure. And so for those of you all that's been, you know, following me for years in the journey, you, you know who Brian, you know, was to me. You know how close we were. We traveled the country together for years, ministering, speaking, group homes, homeless shelters, jails, churches, community park. Sophie was right there by his side on the Grace Tour, interceding, praying for people, laying hands. Like, we've been family. And um, for those of you all that might not be familiar with Brian, and you're thinking like, man, what happened to our brother Brian? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he passed tragically, suddenly in a car accident over a year ago. And um, we've been kind of kind of going through that journey. But I want you all to see how great how powerful he is. So for those of you all that's privileged to watch this on YouTube, you're going to see a short clip that my team put together. And for those of you all listening, you're going to hear the greatness that was inside of our brother Brian's life. Check this out. As Brian is concerned, people are wondering, like, why did you choose B? And I feel like I chose B because B chose God. What it is is an opportunity to share with others what God is doing for and through me. To share my experiences, where he's brought me from and where he's taking me to. To make it here from the life that I've lived is nothing short of amazing. It's nothing short of the actual manifestation of God's grace. I was just trying to go to a quiet place with God. I know I've been called to a specific thing. None of this is by my doing. It's only because I'm being obedient and told God that I'm willing to do whatever you ask me to do. So I, I was just in a place where I was trying to get to where he needed me to be to say what needed to be said for the people we were talking to. When I was baptized, I saw that it wasn't just for me because when my grandfather came limping towards me with his arms open to me, let me know that it was an answer to prayer. So never stop interceding for the people you love. I am your grandson, your, your brother, your nephew, your cousin. I'm him. That you feel you can't reach, but you can pray for. We're living proof that your circumstances don't define you. What you're going through right now doesn't have to be where you stay. You can use this and grow from it. Use whatever pain there is. Use whatever struggle there is. Use all the experiences, because that's going to be what you can use to talk to somebody else one day. I just want to say praise God for the work. I want to thank everybody who was a part of it. And I just want to say let's keep going. Let's keep growing. That's what we're about. Grace Tour. I was in Gainesville, Florida when we started off this tour, and it was a, a gentleman that stayed in Tent City, which is a camp for homeless individuals, displaced people in society. And he told me, he gave me an IQ for a grace man. And he said, God's redemption at Christ's expense. And it hit me and I was like, okay. You know, even though I had been on a path of trying to follow God now and committed to it, it I understood then what he meant and what Jesus really did for us. And I love being out in the community because it just lets everybody see that we're just regular people. You know, we were once a certain way that we've been delivered from. And a lot of times churches want to bring everybody into the church, into the church. Well, you've been trying to do that for years and it's not effective. So I love coming out here because you meet them right where they are, they're more receptive. Stay and be revived. Like, God, 
I choose you today, God. Use me today, God. Have your way with me today, God. If we're not actively doing that each and every day, then what are we actively doing? Who are we actively serving? What are you connected to? Because what you're connected to ultimately determines your success or your failure. Every year that I've come back here for the past two years, I've been fighting a different case for something I, I did three years ago. Still paying for the things that I thought was cool, still paying for the things that I thought was satisfying me. And I'm a completely different person than I was back then. And my transformation came when I made a choice. I pray that you get plugged into the source that's got unlimited resources, and I'm talking about God, because Jesus is the plug to God. He made a way for you all when he died for us on the cross 2,000-something years ago. Plug into what you need in order to be successful. Detach from anything that drains your battery cell, and I promise I'll see you on that next level in life. That means you're going to give him your all, ain't you? That means that you're going to do everything you need to do to protect your brother, right? Oh, so you got to do that in life, too. Being smart is the new cool. Knowledge is worth more than money. Because if I give you a million dollars, you're going to be broke next year. But if I teach you how to make a million dollars, you're going to be able to learn how to make it over and over again, right? What I've learned is being selfless. Um, more and more service you are to people, the, the easier it gets. And I've got a lot of shoes. And I saw my man with, you know, some messed up shoes on. And I was just thinking, like, I know if that was me, I would have been praying, like, God, I need some shoes. So I knew God told me to give him some shoes, and, and don't you know they fit him perfectly. He said he wore a size 10 and a half, he really wore a size 8 and a half. And that don't just happen, you know. So um, I'm just thankful to be used. Like, what I see every day is purpose. If you ain't never been through something, who are you going to talk to? So I ended up having a few people and a couple of my partners get baptized. I said, oh. I said, oh, hold up. This is a whole new feeling than besides getting that pack across. I encourage anybody else trying to, or struggling to make a decision. It's just ask God to help you make it. He's the only teacher I know that'll teach you a lesson and the whole time has the answers. And I'll give them to you. All right, so that, that was just a little glimpse, right? I probably got hundreds of hours of content from this brother speaking, and he was just different, man. And, you know, we still, so if I believe we still all kind of trying to cope and go through the process. Still very much in the trench of it. Yeah, for sure. And so I, we wanted to have you on, Soph, because you inspire me. Mm. Like when I see how you navigate day to day, day in and day out, it's just, it's been a lot that you've been carrying. But before we even get into that, right, tell them who Sophie is. Because they see you now. You got them bangs cut. She switched it up, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but let them know who you are, the origins. Like, give them a little bit of your story. Yeah, so I am... Lean into the mic, sis. Let them hear you. Oh. Uh -uh. There you go. <laughs> well, um, basically, I'm an immigrant, right? Born to, um, you know, refugees mm -hmm. uh, in a shack. So came here since I was two years old, you know, uh, humble beginnings, poverty. But um, I think I went through a lot of things that, you know, people can relate to, right? So, you know, sexual assault, you know, teenage mother, uh, domestic violence. Um, ugh, man, I've attempted suicide up to three times. I was a cutter. Mm -hmm. I mean, those things, right? Um, so I went through some trauma in my life, and I'm just sharing these things because, I know there's going to be some relatable um, things that, that we would share and maybe help somebody during this um, episode. So, And I, I wanted you to kind of give them that background because you know what they say, people don't look like what they went through. Yeah. So when they see you, they're like, man, she, she operates with such grace and, but have no clue the weight you know, that you're currently carrying yeah. and just the years. I know some conversations we've had and you kind of feel like, Man, God, can I get a break? Can I get a break? I feel yeah. like Job, like, mm. you know, consider my servant Sophie. You know, mm. when do I get that break? Mm. So I think um, for me, I, you know, life has just been um, a test of uh, perseverance. Mm. So I think for me, my experience with life, that's, 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 that's been life for me. Yeah. yeah. 
and it's interesting, right? Because it's like we look at you and it's like, okay, immigrant, okay, Thai, Cambodian, come from the family, grew up in a shack, like young, came to the States two or three when you came? Two years old. Two years old. Like, so praise God for the missionary work that took place that got you here, right? Um, and so, you know, but then it's like, it wasn't just, it wasn't cookie cutter. There were some things within the culture, within your family. And I know you probably don't want to go into the details, but it was hard. You know, there are some people that grew up in a family where the parents are loving and affirming and super supportive. And that's not always the case in everybody's situation. Yeah, that wasn't it. That wasn't my story. Mm. Um, Culture is, um, I think I deal with that a lot, you know, growing up, just the um, the difference, right, of the Asian culture and the American culture and try to kind of navigate that space. So I didn't grow up with that nurturing and that love or the I love views. Right. It was really based on performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I am the oldest grandchild, I carried a lot of the weight. Wow. Um, so... I, I was telling Jay this the other day. It's like it's like a con and a pro. I mean, like when you're so reliable and dependable, everybody uh, just comes, right? You get aunts and your uncles and, you know, cousins and grandparents, you know, who both since passed, but mom and dad, and they're constantly calling you yeah. to try to figure something out. So I think that I've gotten my problem-solving ability mm. from there because I'm always in problem-solving mode. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the and the gift and the curse of that is on the flip end is as you become a teenage mom, it's a lot of ridicule and judgment. Judgment from the family shame, as well. Guilt. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of just, you know, I was told that, you know, your dreams don't matter now. Mm. You are a mother at 17 years old. Wow. So I got into like, okay, I gotta go to school, got my associate, gotta work, two jobs, you know, there's no sleep in between, you know. Thank God, you know, my parents, my grandmother was there to help me physically with yeah. my child, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, I was depleted. Wow. I was, you know, I grew up in a Buddhist home. I'm the only Christian. So that's the other thing. Mm. You know, so it's like it, 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 there was so many different dynamics in there that I was trying to navigate, but feeling so lonely and and nobody understands wow. right so yeah it was it's pretty tough so you go from that to now in relationships so i ain't gonna lie when i hear sexual physical assault mike i feel away yeah being the protective Absolutely. big brother i feel away Absolutely. like you know what i'm saying but to go from that and praise god it did not cripple your love um I mean, the goal, I think, with pain is um, for, you know, from from my experiences, you know, you feel it, you understand it, you process it, you get the help. But the goal is not to be it. Yeah. Mm. Um, no, let's talk about that. Not to be it. Like, not, not to, to be, be not to be, yeah, not to be or not to, like, <laughs> give back what they've done to you. Wow. You know, not be the bitter, not be the resentment, not be... Um, you know, the trauma, um, because those those labels are not you. You know, process it, go through it, sit with it, speak with it, cry, weep, moan, whatever you got to do. Um, the goal is not not to be those things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, by the grace of God, have been able to operate um, with grace and kindness. I know one of the things that, you know, Brian asked, one, you know, what, 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 what is one thing that you required, you know, from me if, you know, we were going to take this relationship to the next level? And I said, kindness. Mm. I haven't been too kind to, kind from men in my life. So he was the kindest. He was the kindest, gentle. Even when he dis- we disagree, he was the most the kindest, the most considerate, even with the littlest things. You know, a couple um, episodes ago, we got a chance to talk to our brother, Dewan. Mm-hmm. 
And he was actually talking about the golden rule being um, doing unto others the way you would have them do unto you. Mm -hmm. But then he said something that stuck with all of us. He was like, but the platinum rule is doing unto others the way they want to be treated. Yeah, love them the way they they interpret love. Love them the way they need to be loved. Because the way they want to be loved or need to be loved is not necessarily how you want to be loved. Right. You know what I mean? So that takes a lot of um, intentionality and a desire, right? Because if we say we love that person, yeah. we want to learn these things Absolutely. to be able to deliver um, and um, fulfill those pieces. Yeah. I think it's just important for people to understand that you can request once you feel safe, the thing that you need oh, most. Safe, spe safe space Ugh. is everything. Okay. Even in this grief journey, right? Talk like about this that a is a bit. safe space. Um, and that I could be fully vulnerable and raw with, yeah. you know? Um, granted, I do have some secret sauces. Like, Ebony's my secret sauce. Yeah. Jay's my secret <laughs> sauce. Tracy's my secret sauce. Yeah. Like, people that I can be really um, vulnerable with, yeah. but at the same time, love me so much that they've taken the time to go and understand how to support yes. my journey. Yeah. Um, I'm a, my love language is acts of service, like gifts yeah. and all that, cool. But it's really like anticipating my needs yeah. and really like, you know, Ebony knows that Brian served me coffee in bed. So in the morning, she makes me coffee sometimes. Wow. And she'll serve it to me in bed sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just those things mean so much. Yeah. You know, Jay sends me on little pampering trips. Yeah. You know, mm. if he hears something in my voice or he, you know, or, or, or he's just sensing something. It's like, you know what, sis? Shut it down from work. Mm. Go get a massage. Wow. <laughs> Your your brother and your boss tells you to stop working. Yeah, he's my brother first. <laughs> I, yeah, I won't tell nobody else that though. <laughs> I just play. I just play. <laughs> you know, that's. I think that those are significant points. So, and and and, and let me tell you my intentions behind this episode is I really want for our listeners and our viewers, all the next levelers out there, to see how you have handled how God has helped you handle this situation with the grace and strength and resiliency so that they can now look at their life and say, okay, if it's possible for Sophie to still find joy, to still find peace, to not give up hope on God, there are some people that this situation here would turn their hearts away from God. Whenever I hear about somebody that loses a loved one, a spouse, a family member, my prayer is not just that the spirit of God will keep them. My prayer specifically is that may this not be something that pulls them away from you, God, but draws them closer to you. And so I want to explore that. Were you about to share? I think, I think we um, misinterpret, like when we ask God why mm -hmm. we lose our hope and trust and faith in God, that's not necessarily true. In my case, I feel like I've gotten closer mm -hmm. as I begin to ask all these questions. And granted, mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to earthly, you know, while I'm on earth, get the answer to why did you allow? I know that God didn't um, cause this accident mm -hmm. uh, for Brian to die, right? But he allowed it somehow. And I struggle with that all the time. And I still do. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that I've lost my hope and right. faith in God. Absolutely. In actuality, hope and faith is the very thing that has kept me. Right. And I'm such an intentional person um, because, you know, I serve my elite people yeah. um, that every morning it is, it is my grieving time. Right. Like I'll go and smell his cologne, you know, look at our pictures, reminisce of our beautiful love story, and I would weep. I Whatever I have to do, I get that out before I even start the day. Yeah. Give that to Chris. Um, before yeah. I even start the day so that I can service people at um, the level of excellence and really carry out the mission of my brother and my sister for these folks. Yeah. So I'm very intentional about that in the morning. So, and so let me, so since you went there, let me identify this. So for those of you that don't know, Sophie, you know, works with us full time and she's our curriculum court, I mean, excuse me, our speakers elite coordinator. So she's over the whole next level speakers elite department. And so she works with each one of our elite speakers one-on-one -on -one as they go throughout their process of the branding and marketing and we put them on stage and everything. And the way that you service them, at such a high level, in spite of what you have going on, is 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 mind blowing. But but I want to go back to something 
because I really want to make sure that they understand the weight of your life in the situation. So refugee, you know, coming to the States, living in a shack before you got here, um, you know, saying challenges with your family, being accepted, ridicule, judgment, teen mom. Then you deal with physical, sexual assault, physical assault, like horrible relationships, like all of that pain, you know what I'm saying? Attempted suicide several times. Like you go from that to now meeting Brian's. You know what I'm saying? Man of God, you wasn't quite sure at first. You thought you were spitting game, but to fast forward the story, you all get married. We're yeah. traveling the country. Yeah. We're speaking. And for those of y'all that don't know, like Brian, like me, had a past. You yeah. feel me? And so Brian had pending court cases from trafficking charges. So the whole time we're in the sprint of van, we traveling. I was we like, trafficking? What, tra- what do you mean trafficking? You're not human trafficking, are you? Because that's the only oh, thing that true. I could relate to. I'm like, dude, you're not human trafficking. Like, no, right. we can't right. do this. Right. And he was like, no, it's, it's drugs. drugs. Right, I was right. like, oh, was oh, like, oh, where oh. are we with that? You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. And so, like, and so we're, we're traveling and we're speaking and we're ministering. But it's like, but at the same time, he's just got this court case that's just pending for years. Mm-hmm. And I just have to highlight this is after you, how long was it after the marriage when the trial finally came up? Only a year and a half. So a year and a half. She's finally found the love of her life. You know what I'm saying? My boy was fly too. You feel me? The flyest. The flyest. Hey, you know hey, what I'm saying? Hey. And they, they get married. They're traveling. It's like everything is just so amazing. They're building a life together. The court case comes up. City officials are there speaking on his behalf. Principals, pastors flew in. Everyone's speaking on his behalf, telling the courts, like, listen, he's changed. That was three years ago. He's baptizing folks. He's speaking. He's changing lives. But the court system uh, still found him guilty. Uh, But the grace of God, though he had to go in for three years, it was work release. It was work release, yeah. And I was able to... Um, still, you know, see him. Um, but we waited four months, you know, after he's been sentenced um, uh, until he was able to actually come out. Um, so I was able to see him. You know, we spent a lot, of, you know, lunch together and all of that. But, you know, still, right? Um, when I look back at it, I was grieving then. Yes, yes. I was grieving then. I didn't yes. have my husband in my home. Um, I worked. And when I was working at that time, I had left my corporate job, okay, after four months of meeting this dude. It. Talk about it. <laughs> and um, married him, right? Left Connecticut just with my car and, and, and clothes and gave everything away back home. Wow. Drove to Alabama. I'm like, what is Alabama? You know what I mean? And he's so, you know, like, I'm not messing with the North. Like, I'm not doing that. You guys are playing with life up there. Yeah. <laughs> with the rent, with the mortgage, too much. Right, right, you know? Right. So so I made a conscious decision to really, to leave my corporate job. This is what I was doing for 12 years as a senior analyst. Um, you know, and, man, he was just so, you know, Brian's just one of those dudes that, you know, was consistent. You know, his word was born. Um, those are my love language, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to do what you say you're going to do. Right. So, um, and we're not just working with potential here. Like, I really saw, mm-hmm. you know, who he was going to be. Yeah. So, you know, he was, you know, at that time, of course, quit the drug game. He he sold everything, right? He was humble beginnings, yeah. right? He was on the Grace Tour, so he didn't have much. And he really didn't know that I was working a certain type of level of job or even have any you know, uh, much, you know, of anything. And we kind of just learn each other after marriage, which is, it's a whole different subject, but you know, I believed in his dreams and his goal. And I took out all my 401k, Jay, hmm. and backed him up talk over a hundred thousand dollars. Talk about and it. And that I've saved since I was talk about 18 it. when I started wow. my 401k, it was like talk 130. I'm still paying taxes on that talk today. Wow. You know, publish his book. Um, we didn't have to work so we can travel. We gave so much. Mm, um, I think both of us um, believe in giving and um, we didn't, we didn't let anybody borrow, you know? So, so, so I want, I want y'all and I'm going to come to you in a minute, Chris, because I want to <laughs> kind of see how you're feeling, right? I, I want you all to kind of feel the full weight of it, right? Because we, we talking about like faith and despair, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for her to have that type of past, 
still choose love, still say, man, this is my time. Take out $130,000 from 401k so that they can give and she can support her husband and they can travel and do the work that God has called them to be. You would imagine, you would think that, man, with all of that, God's going to work a miracle and he's not going to dare separate this family. But that's not always how it is. The word of God says that my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As far as the earth is from the heaven, that's how much differently God thinks in us. So we'll drive ourselves crazy trying to understand why. Yeah. So I ain't going to lie. I'm, I left from Atlanta. I went there every time the court proceedings was there. I was there the whole time, whole time. every single one, a character witness. I cried mm-hmm. on stand, like letting them know like he different. He mm-hmm. ain't supposed to be locked up. You know what I'm saying? But for, and I just knew that they were going to find him not guilty or they would say guilty, but okay, pr- pr- uh, probation or something well, like Jay, that. He Keep had, making an impact. Remember, he had the, um, from the DA, they gave him no jail time. The judge uh, rejected that. Oh, yeah, that's deep. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, we had a, you know, we had a deal. The, because of all of that, because of all the letters that are being sent in, the DA believed that he changed. Mm. So she offered a deal and presented to the judge, which we agree on that he would do the time on the outside, but he just couldn't, uh, you know, of course, reoffend within this time period. Of course, yeah. um, I don't know what the legal term is, but Probation, yeah. Probation, right? No, it, it was another term. But, oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, but it was going to be how many years of gotcha. it that he could not mess up in any way. He wasn't going to. Right. But um, presented. To the judge. Yeah. And he shut it down. Really? So we were forced trial. Yeah. And now and now I have to talk, I have to also talk about the miracle that God worked. Because, you know, we what I literally heard the DA say, you know, Your Honor, this young man doesn't deserve to be in prison for the rest of his life. Because mm-hmm. Brian as anointed as he was, like, you know how it is, man. When you in sin, sin make you dumb. He was a knucklehead. He had multiple felonies. Four. This was number four. Mm-hmm. Life in prison. Mm-hmm. And the DA was just like, I wasn't able to get the paperwork in time from this recent felony in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I literally heard her say. It was a good thing. It was a good thing because this young man doesn't deserve to be locked up for the rest of his life. Oh, we was in the courtroom, like, done. Wow. So long story short, he ends up getting um, three years, but work release. So he was able to, you were able to see him some, but still, he wasn't in the home. He wasn't in the home, and it, it was so crazy um, because I was working this job where <laughs> I was helping um, folks that were addicted to drugs and alcohol get um, get rehab and have to, like, do intake and, and go all through the night, two, three in the morning, when I'm on call, go to these hospitals, these jails, these prisons. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there doing this intake and talking to them um, to try to, um, you know, convince them to take the better route, mm-hmm. right? And to do rehab. Um, so that wasn't, I mean, I wasn't making a lot of money, but when Brian went away, the timing was just so crazy because then they shut down the office. So I'm like, I have no job now. Well, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? He, my husband's in jail. I ain't got no job. I took out $130,000 in my 401k. I really don't have much. So I had to, you know, try to figure that out. But, you know, we had a great support system. E and DD came through, created a position for me with ETA. Wow. So I worked there uh, for three years while he was in work release. E and DD, you, you just threw out some abbreviations. Uh, Are these Eric people- Thomas. Indeed, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Eric Thomas. Yeah. yeah. Like so, the you know the Eric Thomas. Yes. Okay. And you work with him. Yeah. He yeah. knows you by name. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm just. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm you just, make it plain be, for the people. No, seriously, like, oh. because because we just be name dropping on this show and abbreviating stuff, and people are listening to our podcast, and I'm telling you, like y'all, like this podcast is next level in different ways for that sure. I'm not even planning for. And when I hear you say that, it just reminds me of how intricate God be working behind the scenes in so many different ways. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, once you go from that, it's like three years. That was trying. I remember the conversations. Oh, that was so I remember trying. the prayers. It was rough for B, but y'all made it through. And he got out. We had a crazy celebration, you know what I'm saying, party um, for him. Uh, let's put up a few pictures, you know what I'm saying, of this coming home party. Y'all see this? My boy was fresh. 
golly, he won best dressed. You feel me? You see me looking goofy with a t-shirt on. I ain't get the memo. Because I, I can clean up now. I, he, I don't think he won any best and get the memo. That's, it. <laughs> That's my dog. My dog was like, oh, yeah, no, just pull up. Yeah. I'm in in gold and black, paisley, clean as all get out. Crazy. So, and then he's and he's out for how long before the accident? Two days um, short of a year. Two days short of a year. Um, I still remember the call I got from you. Yeah, you was like, hold on, let me call you back. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. Call me back. Yeah, I couldn't either. I mean, um, when I got that call, he was on his way home, and it was a Sunday. And, um, you know, I do my Home Depot runs because <laughs> uh, I like gardening. Um, and we were in the process of buying the house. And he was so excited because it was just his name and, you know, his credit score was all great. And he's like, honey, you know, when you put yourself in position, all these lenders are coming to me yeah. with these, you know. So he was just so excited for what? I mean, like, dude just bought me a car after four months of being out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even in yeah. work release, sending me, making plans with my friends, sending me to like Nobu in California yeah. for my dinners. And then even then Nobu. You know, they gave me a little card that says from Brian Thomas and then your husband and a little sweet. I was like, how did you get them to write me a personal card right. um, from Nobu, right. right? Sending bottles to the yeah. table. This is from, you know, he was that, he was next level. Yeah, next he level. No, no excuses. Like he, he executed at such a high level. But then, uh, so... If you can imagine, you know, having this type of love and the quality of love and the type of man and being safe and secured and for once in my life, not having to think about problem solving, to be really relinquished of that. And, and just, you know, we were such, we were just in a good space and I was quitting my job and I put in, you know, a two month notice in, into ETA. He wanted me to just really do what I wanted to do to just honor me um, for the sacrifices and and his, you know, loyalty is big to him. And he said, honey, I, I, you know, we were in a good space. Um, so he was he was just like, baby, I just, I want you to stop working. I, I'm just, I'm going to work. I'm going I'm to do this for us. Because, you know, he's that type of guy that is like, you know, you could bet it all on me. Mm. I'm in the position now. I put in my two-month notice and like a week later he died. Yeah. So I feel like I'm back here trying to figure it all out again. Right. And that's and I, I feel like you were probably in that point several times in your life. You know, like tired, God, like consider your servant Sophie again. Yeah. Like, what do you I literally had moments where I was like, is this what you like? Is this what you want? Like, do you like to see me suffer? Mm. Like, I've asked God those questions. Right. Like, do you how much more do I have to show you that mm. I choose you over wow. and over and over again? Wow. I have those moments often. Yeah. And we know, you know, when you're going through healing or whatever, like healing is not linear. Like in the grief world, they have all these different phases and stages that they talk about, you know, um, uh, bargaining, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Rejection and aware, you know, acceptance and, you know, all these different layers or different stages. Um, it, it's really not like you're not graduating from one stage to the other. It's like a circle, a circle. So you might feel good one day, but then the next day you feel like you've taken 10 steps back and this thing happened all over again. Right. So healing is definitely not linear. Yeah. Can you talk about maybe some of the things that you do to honor him, like in his memory and maybe some moments that you spend just with him in his memory? Um, I'm where, where if I think about him, I can smile mm -hmm. or there's moments when I think about him, it hurts um, and I cry. But I think, you know, I speak, I think I, I speak for everyone, Um Brian was a man of purpose. Like he loved, you know, um, really talking to people and extracting, you know, yeah. that God-given potential out of them. So for me, you know, I honor him by walking in that, um, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the foundation we have, you know, we've created a foundation, the Brian Thomas Legacy Foundation. 
um, in his honor. And one of our mission statement is that we we try to make living on purpose contagious. Mm. So I think you know um, every every life that he's touched, every you know conversation that he's had. I, oh, man, I think I had like over a thousand messages, mm. you know, from when he died, and mm. uh, testimonies of you know mothers that say you know this is what he's done for my son. Or husbands that say, you know, because of him, I stepped up my game in the marriage arena. Or, you know, guys that were doing what he was doing uh, said they made these changes because of his mentorship. I didn't know he was mentoring people in London and South Africa and all this. I had I had no idea. Wow. You know, when they were reaching out to me, they were just like, you know, this is what Brian did. And this is what he did for my son. And because of him, my son decided to go to school and finish and graduate. I mean, to honor Brian is to... Walk in your purpose. Mm. That's how we can honor his legacy, mm. right? I love it. And, to, and and let's talk about the the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly, you know, it's fairly new. Um, we're still developing, but really the mission is, um, you know, to help individuals, families, and communities um, to thrive, right? And really getting them to, to understand that, you know, um, we're going to make bad decisions, yeah. but those decisions or those mistakes doesn't define who we are. And we know that if um, we work with the individual as a whole, we know that that creates healthy families. And when we have healthy families, that creates healthy communities. Yeah. But it starts with the individual. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about the foundation, like y'all getting busy, like I've seen you all found out, oh, there's a school where a bunch of kids can't mm-hmm. afford lunch. lunch. Okay. Lunch is covered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the year, like, you know, oh, they were kids that m- might not have shoes or sneakers and you ran a campaign and had them fresh. Yeah. You know brand new. Yeah. Cause you know, we, we, if, you know, the ones that knew Brian, you knew he was a shoe head, right? Yeah. A sneaker addict. So we have this um, we have this program called the Footprints Program. We're really really engaging um, type of program. We have some essays that they can fill out, and these kids are really thinking about you know um, decision making, you know um, what can they do to leave a legacy of purpose. Yeah. So we have those kind of engaging um, conversations, but they don't they didn't know, they don't know that they're getting sneakers. Yeah. So at the end, when they get these fear, you know, these these brand new, uh, and they're not like fifty dollars shoes. Nah, I mean, nah. I'm buying like hundred fifty dollars yeah, sneakers. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. it's it's dope kick. So yeah, just to you know, really um, inspire them to really think about when they wear these shoes, to think about you know those strategic steps that they're making in their lives. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the foundation, and we'll put a link up um, at the end. If you now so can kind of give some advice, you know, I shared on stage before speaking that, you know, that my mom has been inspired by a lot of your posts and your journey. Uh, My sister, I've had so many other people, even me, myself, have seasons where I'm just like, okay, I'm in a weird space. But then when I see how you cope through this season, it's just like, yo, if she can get through it, that same guy is going to help me. And you've been very transparent, especially like on social media, when you have good days. Today, I choose joy. I recently saw a video you dropped um, when you were talking about how the sun shines in. And the little things. Yeah. Can talk about that. Perspective changes when you lose someone so close, in my sense, a spouse, right? Even the sun coming through the blinds. Um, you know, there's going to be so many, there are so many days where I just want to stay in a dark room under the covers. I don't mm. have any, uh, I don't have any energy yeah. to get up. You know, I don't have the motivation to get up. Um, but even the sun shining through, you know, and allowing myself to feel that. And it's just a reminder that it's a new day. You know, God gives us new grace and new mercy. And I'm going to get up. Because this is a gift. Yeah. My life, you know, it, it is a gift. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna do this thing. I mean, I've I feel like I have I feel like because of all that I've gone through and um the way that I choose to respond to all of this has created such a mental fortitude mm. for myself. Right. So um, but I do notice that after Brian has died, I cannot stand. Anything average. Come on, come on. <laughs> I can't, like, I can't allow 
people, negative energy around me. I'm very particular about yeah. who's around. I'm very particular who I go on trips with because travel is my therapy, mm -hmm. right? So I'm even very careful about that energy. Um, but I find myself in a space where I get so, I don't know if I'm losing patience or I'm just, I just don't have the capacity for like gossip and people that are not willing to um, make the adjustments, make the adjustments or execute. Yeah. Like if you come to me and I'm giving you different ways, or if you're coming to me and asking me like, how would you handle that? I, would, I don't, you know, thank God they trust me with that. And I'm just giving these things and you're not doing nothing about it. That yeah. I can't stand that anymore. Uh. And, and I feel like I, I've been close to that point, but after Brian's passing, I found myself it's having, yeah, it's like resentment mm. towards people. I got off stage one time and somebody was like, like, bro, you straight? Like, was you mad at the audience? But I realized like in my heart, this was fresh off of his passing. I was just so pissed off. Cause I'm like, yo, he ain't have life. If he had life, like, mm. yeah, like if you want to just waste your life and just be average, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, he will work wonders if he had the life that you have. And so that's what, that's what frustrates me because I saw how he did so much with so, so little. little. You know what I'm saying? In work release. And they take a 90% of his money, but he's still able to send you on trips and have bottles show and up. Paid and paid off $30,000 in fees while Ooh. he was there. He did not want his wife to carry that weight when he came Different. home. And in every place, can I shout my bro out? Every yes. position he was in, car wash, move up to management. He working at Moe's, move up to management. He work at University Kia, um, car uh, division, number one salesman. It's like, bro, out of all these people, number how are one. you that got to go to a dusty, cold, stale jail every night? The number one salesman month in and month out, he was different. And he operated, as our coach say, with integrity, purpose, and mission. And to see the way that you have carried that baton, Sophie, man, he is so proud of you. Like, he is so proud of you. Like, if Brian could be here now, he'd be like, you better go, girl. He'd be like, oh, my goodness, my baby's doing a podcast. Because I'm such a, <laughs> I'm such a introvert. And I'm so comfortable, you know, in the back. And yeah. he was the brand and he was the speaker. He was all of that. And I was yeah. so comfortable. But see, he was that type of husband that encouraged my individual um, purpose. When I was going through the, the beginning of therapy and I was telling my therapist, like, I really want to do something in honor. Actually, Footprints came from that discussion in mm. therapy. Like, she kind of helped me navigate that. Um, and she was listening to all the awesomeness of Brian. She actually went to research him, too. Mm. And she was just smiling. I was telling who he was and how amazing a husband he was, a father, community activist that he was. And she, she said to me, she said, Sophie, um, Brian was amazing. And, you know, listening, listening to you talk about him, like, I just want you, I, I want to remind you that you are as awesome. Yeah, come on. And I think what, when I did create that foundation, I was very careful that I'm not taking Brian's purpose mm. and running with it. Mm. I had to really um, differentiate myself from his purpose, right? But the reason why I created it in this way is because we share so much of the same values in the foundation, mm -hmm. part of it, right? Hence why we got married in four months. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I said to her, it's very much mine too, because we share these very same core values. So I feel like it's as much as mine, although the logo is his face. But if you notice, there's a lotus flower, very inconspicuously, because that's just how I roll. But that's a Thailand thing. Hmm. So that that's me. Yeah. So yeah, it's integrated. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. And... You know, to see the way that you've been navigating this journey, man, I mean, Chris, like, I feel like it gives people hope. I definitely probably have never, I mean, I've never shared this with you, but um, just seeing the way that you're grieving, it inspires me to continue to grieve for the loss that I had earlier this year with my grandma. And 
I never saw like what a healthy way of grieving was, mm -hmm. but just following your post, they're just like so transparent and not like, oh, I'm all good today. It's like, no, today was hard. Today was a And I don't know day. how I'm going to make it to tomorrow, but mm -hmm. I do have this light that is shining on my face right now. Mm -hmm. And I have this support system around me. Mm -hmm. And so just that, it's like, it's okay to continue to grieve. It's not just a linear, it's like, it's, it's going to continue to come and go. It comes in waves. It and does. a lot of people don't understand that until they get there. And so I just thank you for continuing to be transparent. Yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, you know, grief is something that you would never get over. It's to be carried. Yeah. And the way that we manage and carry that in the most healthy way is to really not reject what you're feeling. Um, like I said, I sit in it and have a conversation with the pain. Mm -hmm. What am I feeling right now? Um, what do I need right now? I do have some, you know, trusted advisors that I go to um, and that I talk to. But I think people that have never experienced such a close loss doesn't know that this thing is forever. Mm -hmm. Like even with widows that got remarried, they still honor their husband because mm -hmm. it's not a divorce that they went through. He died, right. you know. Uh, he died. So in this club that I never thought I I, I, I would be in, um, listening to their stories and people that has gone through eight, nine, ten years, they still very much honor yeah. their first husband. It's a different type of love. It's, exactly. It's a it's different type, type of, love. of love. It's a different type of love. But that man that married them, um, that took on all these different complexity of a widow— is so secure in himself that he supports the wife in her endeavor to honor her first husband. Mm -hmm. Isn't that, I mean, that I can't fathom that because I see myself as Coretta Scott. Like, I'm not gonna get remarried. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's, it's, it's just seeing, seeing that. So, this one lady, um, she's the founder of Premature Widow, Miss Connie. Um, she, shout out to Miss Connie. Shout out to Miss Connie Gilmore. She's doing amazing work, and grief work is not really heard of. Um, but she found me on social media and she was sending me DMs and, and all of this because I was just expressing this, this torture that I feel every day. It's torture every day, yeah. you know, to, to lose a husband. And grief is different, different dynamics for everybody, right? I've lost the security, this, this, this person that I am the most important. To. Like all of a sudden, I'm no longer the most important person to someone. I was the most important person to him. Mm -hmm. That has been taken away from me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I was expressing that. And she sent me a DM that I remember to this day and says, baby, I know how you feel. Now, you can't tell me you know how I feel if you never lost a right. spouse. Yeah. There's different things, right. you know? And we can get down to that, like, at a different time. But um, because she lost that, her spouse, and he was 30-something, like Brian, Mm. Um, she said, but you won't feel this heavy all, always. Mm. You will always feel it, mm. but not this heavy always. Mm. And that gave me some hope. Yeah. You know, so I allow the joy when I'm feeling it. I allow the sun when I'm feeling it. I travel. Let me tell you, I'm going back to little Sophie. That's, that's what I'm learning in my therapy. Mm. Things that I have never been able to do because I took care of everybody else. Mm. When I allow those moments to come, that happiness, that joy that I feel, those are the very things that will equip me to face the next wave of yeah, grief. Yeah. Those are the very things that will help me um, face the next, you know, um, heaviness and weight that I feel. Yeah. So I say, you know, do not feel, because you're going to go through survi uh, survivor remorse, uh, survivor guilt. I, I go through that. Like, am I supposed to be traveling right now? Am I supposed to be spending money, Jay? Am I supposed to be buying this for myself right now? And you guys will always tell me, be with, be with love. Right, hey, no, you better buy it. Tracy be like, do it. You know, that's Tracy. <laughs> that's Tracy. Right, 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 right. You know, you better do it. You know, yeah. he would do this, you know. Yep. And Thanks. But because my mind goes in problem solving mode, I'm always thinking like, so-and-so just said they need something. Or so-and-so just say, you know, they need, like, should my money go there? Versus right. giving it to myself. Right. But then I'm like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. Well, like I told you, you know, this is a season for you now to receive and for you to prioritize Sophie. 
You know what I'm saying? So like this is the season now because your makeup and the way you've been wired, like you've always been putting other people first. What does my family need? What does my son need? What does my husband need? What do other people need? Okay, sex trafficking. Okay, women in need. I, how can I serve? But it's, this is a season now when you can prioritize you. When, like you said, get back to that little Sophie. You know what I'm saying? That travels the world, that can experience different things, that can have that inner peace within. And, and you can do it without guilt. I love it when you post something and you show the joy. I love it, you know, because I know there are parts of you that's like, I don't know if I, but it's like, no, you got to show that. But you also show, hey, today was a rough day. Or you might put up a post about grieving or something from the widow community to let people know you're still in the process, but you choose love. You choose joy. You choose love, hope, you know what I'm saying? And so, and we're excited, you know, for you in this season, as painful as it is, like, I'm excited to see how God is going to release you to a whole other level. And there are so many people that you minister to that you know not of. Yeah. And I know some of the conversations yeah. we've had and some of the women that have come to you that was on the brinks of giving up, but because of your post, you've given them enough strength to keep going. So it's crazy to see how God, even in the midst of the pain, can still be glorified. Yeah. And I want you to know, Sophie, he is proud of you. Yeah. He is particularly fond of you. And I believe that when we make it to the kingdom, you know, Mike, we're going to be able to tell B like, bruh, Sophie <laughs> held it down. down. And so, man, we honor you, sis. You know, we love you. Um, super proud of you. Um, not just fighting day to day, but keeping his legacy alive, you know, and keeping your heart pure. You know what I'm saying? And being transparent and ministering to other people as you're allowing God to minister to you. Yeah, just like you said, I say, you know, when I'm going through, I say, God, you promise. But then you said in the the episode, um, previous episode, it's his responsibility That's it. to mm. take care of us. That's it. I say, God, I am yours. I'm a citizen of yours. That's I am it. a daughter of yours. I am in this kingdom government. So as a king, you are to take care of your people. Mm. Just like that. Just like that. And, and you keep that energy and, and watch the glory and power of God. Let's give the people the website to where they can purchase the book. Show them the book first. Put it in the oh, camera. For show. Sure. I don't even yeah. think they got a chance to Come see on. that. Come on, zoom in, <laughs> zoom in big on this right here. That's dope. Yeah, uh, to get a copy, is it the plugbook.com? No, we changed it. Um, okay. We can go on the uh, we can go on the foundation. The okay, Brian so Thomas go to the legacyfoundation.org. Yes. The Bryant V. Brian, Brian Thomas, Thomas Legacy, Legacy Foundation. Foundation. Can I show the back of my uh the yeah. back of my car? You better zoom in here real quick. Not my booty though, but just <laughs> not my <laughs> booty. Lord have mercy. Is it stretched that back a little while? Nah, nah, I look the arm will tight. The arm will tight. Okay. Okay. Arm a little tight, bro. Hey, but look, for all of us our supporters out there, like this is an opportunity for you, you know, who felt ministered to to show. Sophie, some love. You can donate to the Brian Thomas LegacyFoundation.org. Legacy it's right here on the screen. But for those of you listening, we're going to give it to you one more time. The Brian Thomas LegacyFoundation.org. Hey, Jeremy, you, you got a microphone? Man, you could have told me that 10 seconds ago. Hey, so one more time. <laughs> the Brian Thomas LegacyFoundation.org. Um, get a copy of the book or get 10 copies. Like this book is going to save a young person's life. Yeah. Like this book right here yeah. really shows the testimony of Brian, the power of God and how he has transformed his life. And um, if you all want to be in alignment with an organization and a nonprofit that's really putting good work out here in the world, this is good ground to sow a seed. So click on that link, man. Sophie, appreciate you rocking with us. Great job. Yeah, great job. <laughs> great. We'll see y'all next week. Let's Thank get it. You. I'm on another level.